Merry Christmas, Christ Point. Merry Christmas. I have a question for you this evening. What is your most valuable possession? What is your most valuable possession? I'm not talking necessarily about an island in the Caymans or a place on the ocean or up in the mountains, but if I were to ask you that question, what is your most valuable possession? What is something that is near and dear to your heart? Uh, What would you say? Uh, This was the question that a friend posed to me many months ago, and I thought about it for uh, just uh, probably a second, and I immediately uh, thought, you know, my most valuable uh, possession is a gift that was given to me uh, by my grandmother some 27 years ago. See, 30 years ago this year, my grandfather passed away, went home to be with Jesus, and my grandmother came to all of the grandchildren and said, if you could uh, choose one thing that belonged to your grandfather, what would it be? Uh, For some reason, immediately, I said, I want uh, Grandpa's Bible. I was 10 years old at the time, and uh, looking back, I realized that I didn't know my grandfather very well. I certainly spent time with him. He took me to Tiger's Games. He taught me how to fish. Uh, I remember eating food with him at his dinner table. Uh, But I didn't know the the man that he was. I didn't know what he was like when he went uh, to work. I wasn't quite sure about uh, the husband that he was to my grandmother or the father uh, that he was to my dad. But I had this picture in my mind when I thought of my grandfather. When I thought of my grandfather, I I thought of him sitting on the recliner or at the desk in the living room uh, holding his black Bible with a highlighter. I I remember my grandfather being in the Word and studying the Word. And so when my grandmother asked us, what is a one thing that you would want of your grandfather's, I immediately said, I want his Bible. Clearly, my grandmother did not expect me to say that because she said, um, I'll have to think about that. <laughs> she, she didn't quite want to give it away to me, but years later for my birthday, she wrapped up my grandfather's uh, black Bible and she gave it to me as a gift. I love that Bible. I remember when I was in high school, I used to take it to school, and when we would have a free reading time, I would pull out that Bible uh, and look through the pages, not so much to read the pages of Scripture, but to read uh, the notes and the margins from my grandfather. Uh, I still remember this day when I turned to 3 John and I saw the verse uh, that was highlighted that said, I have no greater joy than to know uh, my children walk in the truth. And I thought, I bet when my grandfather highlighted that verse, he was thinking of uh, his oldest son, Scott, and his uh, daughter, Pam, and my dad, John. I love that Bible. I still have that Bible to this day. Uh, If I were to ask you the question this morning, what is your uh, greatest, most prized possession, uh, what would you say? Uh, Do you know that uh, the God of the universe had a prized possession? Uh, Do you know that there was something that he had that was of infinite value to him? Uh, God's greatest treasure uh, was his son. God's greatest treasure was Jesus. A scripture in referring to Jesus uh, multiple times when God looks down upon his son, uh, he says, this is my beloved son. This is my beloved son. This is the son of whom I love. If you're a parent, you probably know what it's like to be uh, able to introduce your son or your daughter to someone. 
I have the great joy of saying this is my beloved son, Cademan. Uh, this is my beloved son, Noah. This is my beloved daughter, Amelia. Th- these are my uh, beloved children. They are near and dear to my heart. They uh, are the ones that uh, I love. Uh, if there is something that you have in your life that is a great treasure, if there's something that you have in your life uh, that you value, then you probably treat it uh, a certain way. Uh, you protect your treasure. Uh, you guard your treasure. You care for uh, your treasure. Right? You, you protect your treasure from others. I have um, peppermint Jojos in the pantry uh, that I have hidden from the children because they are near and dear to my heart. I know they're seasonal and they're going to go away and I don't want all the children to eat them and so I protect them. I care uh, for them. Uh, Typically, what we don't do with our treasure is give it away. Uh, And yet, here we are uh, this evening uh, reflecting upon a time some 2,000 years ago uh, when God the Father gave to us God the Son. Luke chapter 2, verses 8 and 11 read, And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. Uh, There was a time when God the Father gave to us uh, God the Son. It's a remarkable story. It's a story that makes no earthly sense. Uh, For Jesus to leave his earthly throne and to come uh, into this world, the same world that you and I uh, live in, uh, to walk amongst us. Uh, The story should shock us. It should leave us uh, scratching our heads with amazement uh, in what God has done. Uh, Jesus left the halls of heaven for uh, the walls of a womb uh, so he could walk among us. God took his greatest treasure uh, and gave him to us. Over the course of this month, we've been thinking together about the gifts uh, that God has given to his children. And the greatest gift that God has given to us is the gift of his son. Romans chapter 8 verse 32 reads, He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. Uh, God spared no expense in giving to us a Jesus. Maybe you've had the experience before where you have experienced the extravagant generosity of others. Uh, And and maybe there's a time in your life that you can point back to and you are just blown away by the graciousness that has been extended to you. And maybe during that time you have said to someone you know or love, oh, you went all out, right? You spared no expense. God the Father, in sending God the Son, uh, spared no expense. Uh, God uh, loved us with an extravagant 
love. The first Christmas was the most extravagant uh, Christmas uh, ever celebrated because God gave uh, the most valuable gift ever given. He gave the gift of his son. Uh, It would be uh, like uh, giving a great gift to uh, your son or your daughter at Christmas time uh, and wrapping it up in beautiful paper and having them open it before uh, your very eyes and seeing before them a new iPhone and then saying to you, oh, I can't believe it. It's an Apple product. You gave me an iPhone. And then saying to them, no, no, I, I am giving you all of Apple." It's yours. It's like the Amazon box coming in the mail, two-day shipping on the top of the box, uh, and handing it to your son or daughter, and them saying, I can't believe that you ordered something from Amazon for me, and then saying to them, no, no, I'm giving you all of Amazon. You own the world, like Amazon. Right? It's all yours. Well, 2,000 years ago, there was a woman who celebrated uh, the birth of a son, and people probably said, oh, look what God has given to you. God has given to you a son, to which she replied, no, he has given to me the Savior of the world. Uh, Jesus was uh, the greatest gift that was ever given. And if it is true that Jesus was the greatest gift ever given, uh, then what would the God of the universe not give to you and to me? Um, This is the question that the Apostle Paul asked in Romans chapter 8, verse 32. He says, He who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Think about that for a moment. If the God of the universe uh, did not spare his own son, if he freely gave him to us, uh, then what will the God of the universe not uh, give to you? Paul is, is arguing from the greater to the lesser. If God is willing to do this, won't what won't he do uh, for you? As I read this passage, I, I thought of uh, all of the car commercials uh, that you see at Christmas time. Uh, do you notice when you watch television, there's all these uh, car commercials, and it seems like um, there's a lot of people apparently in the world um, getting new vehicles for Christmas. Um, there's one commercial in particular um, that I've fallen in love with. It's a GMC commercial. Have you seen it? There's this Um, just beautiful couple living in this uh, wonderful home and they're celebrating Christmas Um, and she pulls out her Christmas gifts to her uh, husband or boyfriend, whoever he is, and and, and she says, look, um, I I got us watches. Like a watch for you and a watch for me. And he pauses for a moment and he says, I got something for you too. And he takes her outside and there in the driveway are luxury trucks. Right? She probably felt terrible. 
She's like, I got you a lousy watch. And he's like, look at the, look at the vehicles. And she immediately sees one that she uh, is in love with. And she's like, oh, thank you so much. And he, he really wanted that one, but he stuck uh, with the other lousy $60,000 luxury vehicle. And, and you can tell it just destroys his Christmas. She's happy, uh, but he's miserable. Imagine for a moment if she said, let's go take out our new vehicles. Um, get, get the keys. Let's, let's go for a test drive. Uh, let's see what these things can do. Imagine for a moment if he paused and said to her, um, well, we can't do that. And she says, why? Why can't we take them out? And he says, oh, your, um, your truck doesn't have any gas in it. And she goes, well, can you, can you take it to the gas station and, and get me a gallon of gas? Imagine if he said, uh, no, no. No, and I, I got you the car, but I'm not going to get you the gas. She's like, it's $1.99 a gallon. Right? Just go to QT and bring it back. And he goes, no, I won't do that. No, that's crazy. If he's going to give her this luxury truck, of course he would put gas in the gas tank. Right? It makes no sense for him to, to hold back after giving such a great gift That's what Paul's arguing here. God has given to you and to me his son. And so what will he not give to us? Romans chapter 8 verse 32 says, He who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? I read that and I think to myself, what are the all things? Right? What are the all things? If he's given to us his son and he's going to graciously give us all things, I want to know uh, what the all things are. Well, the all things are not necessarily a luxury truck. Right? Paul's not talking about stuff. He's not, he's not talking about loot. Right? Bling, he's not talking about that. The, the all things that Paul is talking about is so much greater uh, than the stuff that we could receive uh, in this world. The stuff that I believe Paul is talking about is the things that he's just spoken of in Romans chapter 8. Uh, the all things that God the Father gives to his children is forgiveness, no condemnation. Right? The, the all things that God gives to us is freedom from guilt and shame. Right? The all things that God gives to us is the Spirit of the living God who transforms us into the image of His Son. The all things that God gives to us is intimacy with the Father. Right? The all things that God gives to us is assurance from God that we are His children, that we are His sons and His daughters. The all things that God gives to us is the hope of glory, help, from His Holy Spirit in the promise uh, that we will experience glory forever and ever and ever. These are the all things that God gives to us. If God has given to us His Son, and His Son is the greatest gift, the most valuable treasure, then what will God not uh, give to you uh, and to me? Scripture says, for God so loved the world uh, that he gave uh, his one and only Son, that whoever uh, believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. 
Scripture teaches us that uh, humanity was uh, born into sin. We've done things against God's law in word and thought and in deed. Um, Because God is just and holy, he cannot turn a blind eye uh, to our sin, but God is also gracious and loving. So he gave to us the gift of his Son. Uh, Jesus came to this earth. He was uh, born to a virgin. He lived a perfect life and he died a sinner's death. When Jesus uh, was crucified on the cross, the punishment uh, for my sins and for your sins uh, were placed upon him. Scripture teaches us that Jesus was buried and he rose again three days later, defeating death and offering life to you and to me. Uh, Christ Point, let me ask you a question this Christmas Eve. Um, If God the Father has given to you and to me uh, the greatest gift that could ever be given, uh, if he has given to us Jesus, uh, then what uh, would he not uh, give to you? Uh, My prayer for you this evening is that you would receive uh, with joy and gladness uh, the gift of Jesus. May you receive uh, the gift that God has given to you uh, and given to me. Uh, Let's give him thanks. Would you pray with me? God, thank you so much for uh, the gift of your son. Your greatest treasure uh, was given uh, to us. And so this evening, we give you thanks. God, thank you so much for Jesus, and thank you so much that because of Jesus, as your sons and daughters, we uh, experience just a bounty of good things from your hand. Uh, We give you thanks for forgiveness and for freedom. We give you thanks for your Holy Spirit. We give you a thanks for no condemnation. We give you a thanks for the assurance that we have uh, because of Christ. We give you thanks uh, from the help that you extend to us uh, because of Christ. We give you thanks uh, for the glory that awaits us. God, this evening, we give you thanks. Lord, we love you. We thank you so much for loving us first. We pray these things in Jesus' name and by your Spirit. Amen.